Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. Podcasting all the way from the heart of the Midwest. This is Scale Up and Level Up. We're here in the Kansas City metropolitan area, actually in Overland Park, Kansas. This is Scale Up and Level Up. This is our podcast that is hosted by Turning Point Training and Development. We are so excited that you are here with us. I am your host, Mary Ricketts. I come to you with, my goodness, almost 30 years of leadership, management, training, HR, coaching, Coaching experience throughout 30 years here in Kansas City, Milwaukee for a few years, and I am excited. This is part of our series that we're calling Golden Leadership. We host a mastermind group um, with folks across the country. You do not have to be in Kansas City for this. Um, And some of the great highlights that we talk about, we are coming out of the John Maxwell book, which is called Leadership Gold. And I just want to give you a couple of highlights and tips and, you know, some great things for us to start thinking about and considering as leaders. One of of our discussions that we're going to talk about today is really some of the keys to leading yourself. There's a quote in John's book, and it says, human nature seems to endow us with the ability to size up everybody in the world but ourselves. So it's so easy for us to take a look at everyone else and and kind of pick them apart and and look at everyone else's flaws and give them all the tips in the world to highlight. I'm sure I am not the only one who has had that experience of, you know, that person on your team, um, somebody times it's someone in the family or it's that one person that you are so quick to correct my flaws but my goodness can you see your own so we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning and really talk about some keys to leading yourself so this is our second episode um, in our series and we're probably going to do about 23 24 in this series so make sure you keep up with what we've got going on here. So let's kick into a little bit of discussion. So one of the first things that we hit on uh, in our mastermind group is (laughs) this great quote by Bishop Fulton Sheen. And it says, civilization is always in danger when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. Only a leader who is followed well knows how to lead others well. Oh, I can't wait to see what some of your comments are going to be about this. Because if you have been um, in leadership for years, or even if you haven't, I have a 17-year-old son um, who is working uh, locally here in Kansas City. And some of the stories that he's able to come back with on some of the issues he's having uh, with, you know, a particular manager at, at the company that he works. I won't name anything, but it's interesting because now I get to coach him on how to manage 
that leader in the organization and while they why they are probably acting and responding the way that they are. So think about that question. Those who have never learned to obey when they're given the right to command, what a challenge that is. If you have never learned and respected and followed leadership well, you are probably going to have some major challenges on being an excellent leader. Why? Because sometimes if we haven't seen it modeled or we haven't taken the time and the energy to really do some self-evaluation, it can be difficult. You know what it means to be under authority and thus, you know, when you have a, a good sense of how authority should be exercised, that's what happens when we've had that opportunity to be under good leadership or excellent leadership. And then leaders who have never followed well or submitted to authority tend to be prideful, They tend to be a little unrealistic. They can be rigid. They can be uh, autocratic. My goodness, can we throw in arrogant one more time on that? Because if you haven't had the opportunity to be under a respected leader and know what that feels like and how great that feels, it can be challenging. Now, of course, I'm going to throw a curveball in their force because sometimes those of us who have been under horrific leadership, we, we can come out excellent because we've had the opportunity to be like, that is not what I want to do. I don't ever want to treat my team like this particular director is treating us. Um, We won't tell all the horror stories, but I'd love to get some of your comments. Um, You know, when you're not driving, when you're settled in the office, come back in and, and, you know, share some of your stories. Don't name names and try not to name the companies either. But you have that opportunity if you've been under horrific leadership what you're not going to do. So if if you're one that's like, you know, I've really never had a great leader. Think about it this way. If you were the leader, what great things could you have done to help your team do better and, and operate better? But when you think about um, that person on the team that got promoted, that you probably sat back and thought, not in a jealous way, but kind of thought, they're horrific. They're not great followers. Why in the world would our director, our CEO, or the next level up ever promote someone like that person? Okay, again, with our quote, this was the quote by Bishop Fulton Sheen. Civilization is always in danger when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. Yes, it happens and we know that it still happens. Um, and, and some of the challenges when we have that arrogant leader is that they really tend to alienate uh, their followers, their co- their colleagues, their teammates, their peers, because they don't know how to operate well as a team in a following position, let alone as a leading position. All right, let's hit, our, hit on our second one real quick because we talked about... Um, the need to truly develop discipline, developing discipline. In, uh, in Decision of Character, uh, this British essay writer, John Foster writes, a man without decision of character can never be said to belong to himself. He belongs to whatever can make a captive of him. So this is where we really have to be careful um, as a leader, if we're not, 
you know, checking ourselves, we're not, you know, conducting our own self-discipline. And we have to be careful with, you know, oh, it's a shiny object. This is how I'm going to act today. Or it's a shiny object. This is how I'm going to uh, lead this way today. And we're almost, um, oh God, I, I don't want to use the word, um, in a mental health uh, way, but when we're unbalanced in our leadership and we're all over the place and we're really not operating um, in self-discipline. So one of the things you have to do is really be responsible for ruling your actions and your decisions. You have to uh, decide if you're going to be consistent in making good decisions where you could take the right actions when you need to and you can, you know, refrain from taking the wrong actions um, that require character and self-discipline. Remember, we're coming out of some of our great discussion we had in our mastermind group, Leadership Gold by John Maxwell. Here's one of the next things uh, we talked about was practicing patience. Oh my goodness, this is so awesome. Practicing patience. So the leaders that you know that are really struggling um, are usually quite impatient, which is interesting because we don't want others to be impatient with us, whether it's learning a new process, uh, reaching a goal, understanding what is to be implemented, or even, you know, when you want to have a discussion uh, with your director on what's the goal, what's the why behind it, you don't want to be impatient. Here's a quote from the book, when we are foolish, we want to conquer the world. When we are wise, we want to conquer ourselves. So leaders have got to remember um, that the point of leading is not just so you by yourself can cross that finish line first, but it's also to take your team with you. If you are so gung-ho about reaching the top all by yourself and you don't want to share the glory, you don't want to share the prize money, there's something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong with why it's all about you and not what true leaders want to do is they want to cross the finish line, but they don't want to cross it by themselves. Because one of the great things you can find in great leadership is they're trying to develop the next leader. They're looking to bring the team with them. And this is where you have to be okay um, that it's not just about you. So you've got to be able to practice some patience because, And you can't do that if you're running way ahead of your team. If you're running way ahead of your people uh, that are a part of you and you're getting frustrated and you're thinking, oh, why can't they just catch up? No, why don't you just relax just a little bit, have some patience and really think about guiding your team. How do I guide my team so that we all cross over together. And I'm going to throw another curveball in here for you um, on this topic about being patient and practicing patience. And practicing patience is not you just sitting, you know, on your hands and, you know, waiting for everybody else to do because I'm trying to be patient with them. But it is about you being steady and being consistent in how you handle your team, how you're managing the conflict, how you're pushing them 
um, towards that finish line and not being uh, all over the place in your emotions, not being all over the place in what decision you want them to uh, to make or being all over the place in what, uh, what the process is going to be. Practicing patience sometimes is, you know what, we talked about a process, we developed it, I need to give you all an opportunity to see if it's going to work. And, and then let's agree upon how much time we can really wait to see if it works before we need to start making adjustments. One of the things you have to be careful about in leaderships when it comes to practicing patience is if you didn't see the result today, are you okay giving it three days? Is it, you know, can the process have an opportunity to work or to, um, determine if it's really a bad process or do we just need to sharpen it a little bit okay here's the next one um, I want to talk about and we're going to wrap it up with this one and it's about seeking accountability because people who lead themselves well know a secret they can't trust themselves this is probably one of the biggest reasons why the coaching industry has really blown up where it's not just about the athletes that get to have coaches or um, the person who's trying to reach their health goal or their uh, physical fitness goal. It is about leaders. It is for businesses. It is for careers and life because we know we can't trust ourselves and good leaders know that the power, that power can really be seductive sometimes. And you've got to be real and, and honest about your own weaknesses. Because if you, if you position yourself in that uh, entitlement place, you're going to be in danger. So you want to make sure that as the leader, as the executive, as the CEO, as the director, that your title and your position is not going to your head, that your desire to hit your goal for this year, for this quarter, is not at the detriment of losing respect of your team. It's not at the detriment of causing harm um, to the organization or to the growth that you've already had. So you've got to position yourself um, in your leadership position so that you can also recognize when you're in a dangerous place. I hope that's fair. You want to be able to recognize when you're in a dangerous place because you don't want to cause any harm while you are seeking the goal and and trying to accomplish the vision. Here is an awesome Chinese proverb quote, and it says, when you see a good man, think of emulating him. When you see a bad man, examine your heart. So I want to thank you for listening to our our Scale Up and Level Up podcast. I am Mary Rickus as your host. So, hey, if you like our show and you want to know more about us, hey, continue to follow our podcast. We are going to make this series as phenomenal and impacting as we can. Take a look at our website. Go to our TP Training Center and check us out. Give us a review. Give us some feedback. We'd love to know some highlights on each and every topic. Go back and listen to some of our original podcasts as well and continue to follow this series. We look forward to talking to you and hearing from you on the next podcast. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. 
In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.